Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching. Uh, great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the live-action Sebastian from the Little Mermaid live-action remake. <laughs> I'm Jack. That's Super Producer Becca Ramos! Hello, hello. Happy How are you Monday. Doing? Happy Monday unto you as well. Um... <laughs> So people think they have gotten the first glimpse of Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. This is a danger we saw coming a mile away. This comes from a perspective of somebody who did not think the live action Lion King was good. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I thought it was bad. <laughs> because the animal actors are not emoting in these dang things. Uh, and It's just such a weird concept yeah. to me because it's like you're basically almost watching like a live stream of some animals at the zoo but like beyonce is their voice you yeah know? and their lips are moving yeah. and it's uncomfortable <laughs> right and but i mean it definitely it's one of the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time so i i think it was like a thing that a lot of people went and saw i'm assuming a lot of people were like there, there's something missing here uh but not enough that Disney would have gotten that message because it, again, made all the money. They made so much money. Yes. They made so many more live action movies. Right. So they're still coming fast and furious. So this Little Mermaid one, we had the question, what will they do with the animals? Like <laughs> in the last trailer that dropped about a, a couple weeks ago, we saw the pufferfish friend um, whose name I am drawing a blank Flounder? on. 
I think Flounder is not a puffer fish. I think Flounder is one of the other fish friends. But we see her in her, we see Ariel interacting with a puffer fish, and the puffer fish just has like the cold, dead eyes of a fish. <laughs> you know, like fish, fish don't flounder. have the most expressive. Oh, it is? Flounder's mm-hmm. the puffer fish? I'm, <laughs> I'm a fool. Uh, but just like, I don't know. They didn't read like, oh, there's going to be emotion behind those eyes that we can all get behind. The real question was around Sebastian. So many questions with Sebastian. So many questions with Sebastian. Crabs are just not animals that I, I think in any photorealistic sense you ever get a vibe other than this is a alien species that wants to devour me. Um, <laughs> They're so creepy looking. They're so yeah. like real crabs. If it's not like Mr. Krabs, Krabby Patty, uh, SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs. I, I, they're like the spiders of the sea. They give me the, like the heebie jeebies, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we're getting a, we're getting a correction from super producer Victor coming in saying that flounder. So this is what flounder in my brain was this yellow and blue fish, which is, I think that's oh, right. He's like a striped a yellow and blue my bad. little guy. Um, <laughs> he is neither flounder nor is he puffer fish. I don't believe. Yeah. So I think there's a puffer fish character or moment in in the animated film but i can't be trusted because i haven't seen it in a long time but anyways the crab looks pretty much like a crab in this and again this is not from a trailer this is from the box of a puzzle that appears to be pulling characters from how they look in the film so we don't have like official like a cell from the film but we do have like them at least representing Sebastian in what looks like a just a and to be further corrected, Jack. So Sebastian is a lobster, not not technically a crab. This is a debate that Brian you're getting <laughs> false information. Sebastian is a crab, I think, technically, but then a lot of people have claimed uh that because of the way he was designed in the original movie, yeah, he looks like a lobster, but also I just pulled up this image. I forgot how jarring that Sebastian looks in the original. I'm like, this is a terrifying yeah. <laughs> little Very thing too. He got human teeth. He doesn't got little eyes. Like yeah. I would argue that SpongeBob did a better job. Yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure. SpongeBob did a better job. And if they made a live action SpongeBob movie where all of the characters were what they looked like in an aquarium, it probably <laughs> would not have worked very well. Uh, no. Yeah. So. You can go look up the image yourself. It just looks looks like a crab. It does. And that is going to be... I, I have seen nature documentaries that are photographed so beautifully and like up close that you do kind of read emotions on the animals like in a way that these films seem to... I, I don't know if the technical challenge of just like getting the, their lips to move is so so daunting that they don't even they're like yeah well well whatever you, you'll make good with the fact that we just made a crab speak well, and sing a song issue has always been with the new animation or at least with the lion king specifically it's like they didn't make their faces really emote it was just making their mouths move so it was like watching like like live animals and then they're just like kind of talking over the yes. movement of these animals and they're not emoting in their faces which it's like what is the point of doing all the CGI if you aren't going to make the faces emote? Because we could have just done some like old school 90s, you know, animal movies. Because I remember, I feel like in the 90s, 
there were so many live action animal movies and you just like dubbed over their voices. Like you didn't make their mouths move. Yeah. You just had live action dogs and just dubbed over their mouths. And that was better, in my opinion, than trying to animate these very realistic CGI animals and then not having them emote. Or you got to take a lesson from Narnia. I feel like the lion in Narnia, he really, he had that. He had feelings. Yeah. He had feelings. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's happened to performances these days. Maybe they're <laughs> just like in the same way that acting has become more naturalistic over time. Like in the 40s, it was like, this is how you acted yeah. and this is how you talked, you see. Uh, and now people mumble and mumble you know, core. just talk the way them and their friends actually talk. Like maybe they're trying to do that with animals. They're, <laughs> they're like, actually, we've hung out with some lions and this is actually <laughs> this is more, this is closer to... But anyways, yeah, that's a really good point. Like Homeward Bound and all those. I, I guess it was because they were dogs and dogs have like faces some, that were specifically yeah. evolved to pull at human heartstrings. And <laughs> that, again, this is why, like I, Lion King feels like missed opportunity. You could have worked with the faces of these beautiful animals. Crabs, I'm, I'm like, you have painted yourself into a corner. A corner, yeah, that absolutely. That unless They're, you are going gonna be a full puppet, one. this is going to be a tough one to pull off. Um, anyways, we're going to release a three-hour cut of this <laughs> training episode where we talk about nothing but this, but we should move on. Dozens of British employers are sticking to a four-day work week, and in fact, so the number is, of 61 British companies that participated in a pilot program testing out four-day work week, 56 said they would continue. Uh, both employers and employees reported benefits. This is being reported in NBC News, New York Times, and Wall Street Journal. I mean, I remember when this topic was really starting to bubble during the pandemic, when right. there was a lot of revolution with the work from home movement and people being like, well, do we just take this a step further and do a four day work week? And I remember that's when they started testing in European countries the four day work week, and that a lot of countries were seeing if this was beneficial. I feel like when I worked at um, other agencies during the pandemic, pre my time in podcasting, mm. I had uh, French clients that they were doing this and they seemed very happy. <laughs> yeah, it feels, I mean, European jobs seem to have always been like a little bit more flexible and less like got a rise and grind motherfucker uh, than American work culture. But it does feel like even even in American cultures, like I feel, I feel like people are ready for this. And if companies are and the media is, this could be a nice win for human beings around the world, not just in Europe. Absolutely. But I think like you mentioned off mic, uh, Jack, the note to be made is also that companies hopefully in their greediness of capitalism, they aren't cutting people's pay because I don't right. think that is the inherent benefit here is like, oh, well, yeah, we're only paying you for four days now because right. I think like as a basis, salary is kind of a sham and really evil in a lot of ways because you are selling your yearly time to, you know, this job at a salaried yearly rate, no matter how many hours you work. And right. it reminds me a lot of like almost teaching where people think, oh, educators, you know, they get three months off, like how wonderful, but they only get paid for the nine months they work in the year. Like they don't get paid those three months. Like they right. can choose their pay periods depending on the state and the, you know, um, school system if they want to get paid out biweekly or however monthly that they do their paychecks. 
but spread out their salary throughout the whole year so that they do get paychecks during the summer, even when they're not working, or they have to do the math to like save up during the year during those three months that they're not working. So it is, I hope that that is not what happens if America starts looking at the 40 work week. Right. They're like, and this is a great way to save and uh, get shareholder value, which seems to be like the bottom line. Yeah. I guess I was just a little uh, suspicious that it was like the New York Times and Wall Street Journal were both being like, hey, look at this, without it ultimately coming out as Hey, look at this. This is a great way to save on your bottom line corporate Absolutely. interest. So we'll see. But all in, like the idea, as I've always heard it discussed, is that you do a four-day work week without cutting people's pay. And I'm, I'm hoping that... Everyone gets more work done. Yeah, exactly. Dilbert appears to be finally dead. <laughs> like it, it was, it's amazing that it came to this to finally get his comic strip canceled. But he literally called black people a hate group. Uh, in a Yikes. racist YouTube rant and has been dropped by several major newspapers, uh, also his distributor, and according to Adams, also his literary agent, which, but he's just a great example of like why cancel culture isn't real. Like if you look at what this piece of shit had to do to finally get his strip canceled. Yeah. Um, he After was just, years and years and years. Yeah, so work. many chances. Yeah. He had recently tweeted, about how he seriously considered murdering his stepson. Oh um, my God. The Highland shooting and every fentanyl overdose death among the young are teaching us the same lesson and we refuse to learn it. When a young male, let's say 14 and 19, is a danger to himself and others, society gives the supporting family two options. Watch people die or kill your own son. Those are your only options. I chose number one and watched my stepson die. I was relieved he took no one else with him. So it was like... A wild sentence. Yes. Yeah. A wild, a wild sentence. A wild way to put that. Instead of being like, hmm, let's maybe look at the systems as to why fentanyl is even being distributed in our country. <laughs> yes. Just a has been saying racist shit forever. Like back in 2011, he defended a Republican meme portraying President Barack Obama's parents as monkeys, then created a fake account to defend himself and was immediately caught. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. The, how many? How many chances? Well, it's been written, I guess, you know. Um, Yeah, we'll see how long he stays actually canceled. But all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. The future of customer experience is here, and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX-1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. 
With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking HealthAid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, If you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet. Little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good? Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, Happier you. And we're back. And I always like to highlight athletic feats that, you know, Becca, I know you were kind of up on. You were chomping I was the bit so to... ready to talk about this. You have no idea. I actually brought the story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damian Lillard put up 71 points. That's the second time somebody has put up 71 this season in a single game correct in a single game he put up 71 we've been talking on mad boosties about how just like out of his mind this man has been just locked in he is one of the most fun because he's six feet tall so he's like you know much smaller than most of the players on an nba basketball court but just like an amazing shooter from anywhere on the court like as long as you're over half court like he's just taken range to a new level like kind of, kind of like Steph Curry but when he's locked in it's really incredible and so we we'd been talking like his last 10 games had been just an incredible run of of scoring and he topped it off by putting up 71 last night congrats Damian Lillard <laughs> yes uh so a lot of fun great to see that also I'm getting excited about the Lakers despite myself because they've Constructed an interesting team around LeBron and Anthony Davis. So I don't know. More to come. Yeah, more to come on that. So let's talk about TikTok Live. Yes. Which is not a thing that I was aware existed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, TikTok Live, I think there's always been a question on how creators make money on TikTok. And, you know, there's the way that most people would think, which is sponsored content, right? Becoming, you know, a brand representative, brand ambassador. But there's also TikTok Live, which is, I think, something people don't normally think about, which is this gamified 
thing. I think it's different than Instagram Live. I've never gone live on either platform, but I think the idea on TikTok Live versus an Instagram Live is that people can like send you donations and it kind of is gamified content in the sense that some people will create these scenarios where they're like, oh my God, if you send me this much money, then I'm going to do this thing. And it is a weird place of TikTok internet. Like the for you page is an algorithm of your thoughts and anything you ever said out loud. Terrifying in that sense that it is watching you. But TikTok live is a button that you accidentally hit maybe when you're trying to switch back to your for you page from your following. And then all of a sudden you're in this dark web of like weird ass shit. And the insider covered a one of the reporters, the headline of this article from the writer is Kieran Press Reynolds. I spent all night on TikTok Live and discovered a wasteland of clickbait, scams, and other oddities. It got stranger and darker by the hour. He spent basically a whole evening, just like I think 10 minutes per live, he would scroll through and just like how dark and weird it got. And as someone who's also just accidentally clicked TikTok Live, weird <laughs> shit happens. Like yeah. it is a weird fucking place. Just like slip down a hole and you're like in this weird underground that you didn't intend just by like accidentally clicking on a thing because they've designed it so that it's extra confusing because because their shareholders want to see them be like, this is the thing about like before, before we get into the details of like TikTok live, I just think it's so interesting that every tech company wants to be everything to everyone. Like they want to, so TikTok is good at a specific thing. They're like, okay, but Twitch is good at this other thing. Mm -hmm. So we have to try to be Twitch. Amazon is like, we're good at shipping things to people, but movie studios are good at this other thing. So we're going to be movie studio. And it's, I don't know, it, it hasn't really worked out that well when they just get into a thing that they have no experience or internal culture at doing and are like, uh, yeah, this, this is our new thing. Yeah. And I feel like, especially in a place like TikTok, it is so questionable and like unregulated in a lot of ways, or it's like, we don't know who's doing the moderating and the regulating. So when you technically hear a creator, when you're on your for you page saying they're going to go on live, it is, it feels more like the Instagram version of a live where it's like, they're talking to their audience and that. But when you just randomly fall on the live tab, it is not that. It is not the your creators that you like going on live to give you gossip. It is like scammers, like scamming you into giving them money for, you know, whatever um, they're selling. Like they're selling like kitschy shit. Like, um, I don't know, what is it? QVC vibe. It also has like a Skinner box vibe where mm-hmm. it's like, like because what one of the ones you were describing is like people sleeping. And then yes. if somebody tips them it makes a loud noise that like wakes them up yes. so you're just like getting to like disturb someone through the, <laughs> through the internet i guess yeah this quote from the article that i really thought was crazy uh when i ended the experiment in the morning it felt like coming up for air after being submerged in a sea of cultural sewage i was subjected to the lowest hanging fruit of content from apparent scams to fantastical role plays to clickbait titles when i discovered some gems in the depths of the night it was mostly alarming and a little thrilling to be peering into the unearthed digital world. TikTok Live really is a wasteland of weirdness. Wow. And there's just a bunch of images in this article from like different types of lives. Like one being like that sleeping scam. It's just a weird place. Yeah. I I encourage you to venture just to see. Yeah, how weird I'm very it is, but, interested. <laughs> this is the first time I've actually wanted to go on uh, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. All right. Well, that's 
terrifying. What a resounding endorsement from that <laughs> reviewer. Um, Becca, such a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find me and follow me at Bex Ramos on all platforms. And you can find me at Mil Mundos Books in Bushwick every other weekend. Yeah, yeah, do it. That's going to do it for us this afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turbocharger customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching, uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors, Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is HealthAid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make HealthAid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you.